my auto spelling is just weird. Uh. It changes the tag to leak. Which is a topic we're going to talk about later. <laughs> That's why it knows. Are we recording? Yeah. Not yet. We can start. Ooh. I guess we can start. Definitely can start. Yep. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me just turn turn off this game so you don't have to hear me sucking at Monster Hunter. <laughs> Go with the intro. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the number one podcast. Accidentally put on by people on death row. Uh, Die.log, Game of Maths podcast. This is your Poisson episode. The one, the one episode in that comes out at the start of Poisson. Uh, episode number 57. Wow. So, so, introduce the panel. Say hello, Mac. Uh, 10-4, Roger. We have Daniel the Daniel Daniel. Hello. We have the master gamer himself, Anand. What up? And we have me, Wam. So let's start the show. How's everyone doing? Uh, besides uh, Dread, eh, okay lah. Then, that's, we were literally living in Bloodborne. It's just like things can only get worse from here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of how quickly they do. Uh, I'm on the limbo. I'm in the limbo right now. I'm in the limbo, yeah. sort of like I want to go to work, but at the same time, I don't want to go to work. Yeah, I'm. I'm still practicing my social zoning. Nearly sonic boom the homeless lady who came up to me asking <laughs> for money. <laughs> It's it's the worst feeling too because like you know they they ask for cash and stuff and you're like most stores don't accept cash right now so I have no reason to be carrying any on me. Oof. And, and oof. Also, uh, I have learned the true meaning of spring. For the for those of you interested, the last podcast I complained it was getting very warm. It suddenly got very cold two days ago, and it's still very, very cold. It's like 12 degrees right now. Is it summer like in a week or two? No, summer is like uh, June. Yeah, it's spring. Oh, a week or three then. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, uh, that's how that is. I have been on Reddit a lot. To the point that I now hate Reddit. <laughs> I'd like to propose to motion a new podcast beef. Today's podcast beef is with gaming specific subreddits. Which one is it? As in like subreddits for a specific game. Like uh... r slash blaze blue cross tag battle. Or r slash guilty gear. Oh, you, so, have, you you haven't gone to r slash xcom then? <laughs> no, I have not. Fallout seventy six. 
Banyak so, oh. No, to, to, be, can... to, to be frank, I mean that in a positive way. <laughs> the fan base is uh, going on in a certain direction right now. Oh, I'm sure. Ooh, I'm sure we are going to talk about the direction that they're going on. <laughs> Bunch of perverts. But no, so... R- so the subreddits I mentioned, r slash demonx machina also is very guilty of this. Every other day, there is a post, the exact same post, where someone makes, should I buy this game? Like, gee, I'm a person hanging out on r slash demonx machina, which means I've probably put, spent money on this game. Of course I'm going to tell you to fucking buy this game. And the <laughs> fact that no one thinks to Google the question, like, you know, to check the subreddit first and like I must be the only person who's asking this question it's just so fucking annoying it's insufferable and and to, because I've and to that hmm? uh, X number of people asking the same question the answer is probably considering because it is 20% off on Steam yeah exactly and the other one is uh, Guilty Gear is always should I get Exit? I'm like, look, dude, if you would just scroll the front page of r slash Guilty Gear, it's literally everyone, like, jerking off Exert as one of the best, as one of the best fighting games ever. Yeah, you should get fucking Exert. Like, Strive is probably gonna get delayed, so you may as well just get Exert now, because Exert has a bigger roster anyways. Cross tag... Crosstag sin is that they just like posting photos of random characters being like, oh, I hope they this gets announced for Crosstag. I'm like, dude, I don't think we're getting any more news, any more announcements for Crosstag. Not for a while, anyways. Maybe after Evil. But I'm pretty sure the roster is going to stay static until Evil. <sighs> but yeah, man, I, I am going stir-crazy now. The fact that I'm nitpicking subreddits. Speaking of subreddits, I'm reading the XCOM subreddit. And boy, is it a trip! <laughs> uh, oh boy. Count how many of them. Count on the front page only. Uh, just One, count. Okay. two, three, four, five. Yeah, like a lot of, of the very cute snake lady. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, now that's another Wait, version of still crazy, my guys. That's another one, <laughs> and I think that's the perfect like jumping off point to go there. So let's talk about the snake lady dating sim. Um, putting that way will just lead to disappointment. I have to say, but yeah, Xbox Chimera Squad is essentially so this hmm? this game came out of nowhere, right? Like they were literally just yep. like, hey, Chimera Squad, and then it's out now. No, yeah, one week warning, like, one week. Nah, next, it's come out next week. Okay, bye. Well, <laughs> one week is basically no warning. For a AAA game, that's crazy to do. Is it AAA? Well, Does XCOM qualify as AAA? The, okay, okay. Let's, let me just say that it's under 2K publishing. So that's AAA. In terms of quality, we can talk about that. Mm. I, I, I would say it's more... Is getting into the Bethesda territory. But let's not jump from there. Let's jump from what the heck is XCOM Camera Squad. Yeah, so what the what the fuck is XCOM Camera Squad? Okay, so basically they said how uh hey guys, guys, uh how about we try to do another XCOM 
but let's experiment with stuff stuff that maybe not the may not go well with the current fan base which is very very adamant with some certain peculiar peculiarities of XCOM so let's just make it a spin-off let's make it like 50% off for one week and we're gonna release it one week after announcement boom pop pop there <laughs> it's like the P5 scramble of XCOM, right? Where it's like, here's the new stuff we want to try, and maybe if it works well, well, we'll, you know, do it in the main games. The better analogy is that, uh, you know those... FBI, open up! That's literally that <laughs> the game. The way it's marketed. What? And the game itself is like, yeah, you are playing XCOM as FBI raid squads. You are, you are taking Perfect. down drug dealers. You are taking down crime syndicates in some strip bars and nightclubs sometimes. Maybe if it's uh, a warehouse uh, for most reasons, but if you're lucky, you get to go to the strip club. Ah, uh, yes. The, the Milan, Milan, Milan experience that I always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> what was that song? Oh, there's that, that one Malay drama about the police. Yeah, gerak 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 The gerak has experience. Gerak 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 has, but 100% more more diverse in the cast, <laughs> both racially <laughs> and species wise. No, because literally, Camera Squad is a, a literal unit uh, diversity squad. Uh, in terms of, hey, each of these characters are uh are pre big. You have that character and that character only. You are not. You don't customize like. Their, their names and what class they are. Yeah. They are very specific characters with stories with them. And they also have very specific movesets that you can play around with. And what else? And yeah, basically, from the 11 guys and girls on the, on the squad. Yeah, 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 that's the camera squad running out. Oh, shit. <laughs> they, they are going to another mission right now. Uh, so basically, I don't think there's a void person there, all of them are all of different races and have different accents. Your first, uh, uh, who else? Even the aliens also have different accents, but funnily enough, they don't sound like aliens. Yeah, because apparently the voice actors weren't told that they were playing alien. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to do so because this is, in this timeline, uh, XCOM, in XCOM 2, the XCOM guys won the war. They have now beaten the aliens, and now, well, the rest of the alien army are now, well, well, what do we do now? We are here, and there is no war. So let's just live together, I guess. So this is basically an integration of those, uh, of aliens, of humans, and also the hybrids, which are, yeah, alien-human uh, alien hybrids. They are, they are a thing too. Mm-hmm. So basically the premise is, okay, we have this city. This is the role model city which houses all of these different races together. Supposedly they have to be like live in harmony. That's the ideal state. Unfortunately, that's not it. There is always, there's always been racial tensions. So there have been like uh, small attacks here and there. So, one pivotal moment is that, oh, the mayor has been dead, but being attacked by some insurgent squad uh, that we don't know. So, 
at the same time, XCOM just arrived. And this is not the XCOM war people. This is like a new sub-sub-sub-sub-decision. They are technically the reclamation agent uh, division of XCOM. So this is like uh, post-war stuff. And the Gerahas squad is essentially just a ragtag group of, oh, you look good, get in. Uh, you know, uh, talk, the, the snake lady, she joins in because... She has nothing better to do rather than being trapped in a jail. So yeah, I I I would rather fight, go out and fight, man. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the bad stories are similar like that. Uh, you have God Mother, which is a literally mother, a literal mother figure from of the squad, who used to run scouting divisions back in the war days, and now she's leading, well, technically leading, the the camera squad. Yeah, actually, they they have done the legwork of uh, putting some write-ups for these characters, and they have banter. So it's like Fire Emblem. It's sort. If only there was <laughs> like a literal, literal uh, S-rank system or something like that, where you can actually romance any of the characters, then yes, literal Fire Emblem. But no, it's not Fire Emblem. <laughs> Almost. Ah, it 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 oh it it can go there. They just don't want to. Cowards. <laughs> Same. No, they no. The whole tone of the game is that they are just. Uh, okay, if if we put Final Fantasy VII remake, those were absolute madless. You want fan service? You got one hundred and thirty pages of uh screenshot opportunities to get those fan services. In XCOM, they just say, oh oh. Okay, people are crazy about these snakes, huh? Eh? Oh, how about we put the character profile for the snake lady, the last one in our rollout of promotion. No, 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 not the last one. We put this official soundtrack first and then we show the late snake lady. <laughs> <laughs> that's not... that's how they roll. They they know they sort of uh like like put putting a, a stick using a stick to push the hornet's nest. But just slightly, and then run away. No, you know what makes them cowards is the fact that they they acted like they didn't know about the snake waifu. They were like, "Oh man, a lot of people like the the snake lady," despite the fact that they got like Futaba's voice actress, who is now like the signal oh, she, light. Oh she, yeah, they got like she's the signal light for waifu bait. She's no, the <laughs> beacon of waifu bait. The thing is, I think I don't. Erica Lingbet's uh uh voice for talk does not scream waifu bait. Apparently, for me, she just sounds like rugged girl, just like rugged girl, and that's it. I mean, because uh, she yes. didn't know who she was playing. If they told her, "Look, you're playing a snake girl," ah, that's the problem. One hundred ultra instinct waifu. <laughs> yeah, that that, uh, that that would be uh that would totally happen. But that's why I I prefer the mellow down version. If not, oh my god, these 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 degenerates are getting gross, man. They are going too hard on this snake lady because I don't think the snake lady is any good. Look, uh, uh for for the squad itself, you start for when you run the full game first, you get four pre-pick characters and you will recruit four others throughout the game. So you get eight at the most out of eleven picks. 
my first playthrough, uh-huh. I, I I picked Snake Lady. I picked Talk because she's there. And I thought, oh, ha, ha. They know their audience. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, but actually, it's just randomly generated. So you got a random of three characters you can pick each time. So I pick her. Uh-huh. And my God. Uh, she re- plays like the Viper in XCOM 2. Very fragile. Like, extremely. She needs to be on some... You need to play her as a flanker that can grab needs, some guy. She needs someone to mamoru her. <laughs> no, she, she, no, she, she's doing the whole mamoru thing. She hugs you to death. The only good thing about her is that okay, if if uh, if you let's say you have another character who's almost dying, and the next turn is another another enemy that can kill that character in one hit. Call, 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 Mama Snake, and she'll just snap you to her embrace, out of harm's way. So basically, it's 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 one ability that can be used offensively and defensively. That is oh, she's got move. the punch hook. She's got the punch hook, doesn't she? Yeah, but the the hook is her very sultry uh, tongue. Oh man! Okay, they now knew. I understand. They fucking knew. <laughs> no, that, they... no, 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 that's that's from XCOM 2. That is from XCOM 2. I, I, they knew then. They already. They... Uh, if you're going to go to that direction, they have known this since like 2015. It's just that finally, how eh? How about we put uh, a lot of the the the. Say the posters in the world now that aliens are living amongst us. How about we put the snake ladies as promotional stuff? So now you can see like pop up like those pop up posters where the snake ladies are the 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 models posing. And of course, there's that strip club signage. I like to think, right? The entire time they were working on XCOM One and XCOM Two, there was a. Monster fucker sub faction within the studio, and they were like, "Hey, can we can we put this in?" And they were like, "No, guys, come on. We have to we have to preserve the tone of XCOM. The aliens have to be the bad guys." And then finally, after years and XCOM one and two being like praised for being really good games, they're like, "How about if we make it a spinoff?" They were like, "Okay, fine, go crazy." And they were like, "Oh, you know we will." Yeah, but thing is, all this talks about the the fan service and stuff. It is overly promotional. If you go into Camera Squad and expecting those, you will be greatly disappointed. So please go to R slash S for those needs if you need to. <laughs> These those are the 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 real supplementaries that you need because Camera Squad is by the by an XCOM game. So apparently, despite all those changes. Okay, the changes is like uh, pre-built characters, and instead of like one one section of the turns just for your units and one turn for enemies, now it's interleave, which is a very weird saying of "Hey, we are doing like Final Fantasy X style <laughs> uh, command time battle system." So now units can go back and forth during the whole timeline. And hmm. for for the most part, I feel the changes in Camera Squad is a side grid. It's not as interesting. I don't think that XCOM 3, if it if it will be coming soon, 
it will not be incorporating most of the changes, maybe some. But still, it's it's fun to play as an XCOM game. It's just that, oh, instead of you are waging war with an invisible enemy, and now we are, okay, let's take down some some crack crackheads uh, who somehow found a way to mechanize, uh, what do you say? Crack? Anyway. Robococaine. Robococaine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, and like, oh, oh, oh about this, the Sai army, okay, sure. Uh, we have a cult leader there, alright. Okay, fine. So it's it's smaller smaller tactics. You have like only four characters that you can use throughout the game, and that's maximum. Before it was like okay, it's four, but you can upgrade your squad size to like two six units. It's smaller scale. It has neat changes. I I really like the bridge mode, which is basically how you set up the 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 hey, FBI open up scene mm-hmm. because. You don't have to do a lot of like legwork because in previous games, the whole setup is like, oh boy, you have to pre-plan, you have to move your units carefully, find the enemy, hopefully don't step too far away and trigger the combat first, and then you set out everywhere, and then, no, 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 none of that, you just, okay, select which character goes into which exit points, which entry points. Done, 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 done. Boom. Open up. Open the door. Bust the windows or something like that. And then there's a slow-mo button. And then you can see all the enemies. Okay, which one you can attack now. You're still going blind. Because when you are setting up the bridge, you don't know which enemies are inside the room. So you are still going blind. But the fact that the setup is much more faster. And there are a lot of abilities and items that you can use to... To make your chances better, like of course you can throw grenades inside. Uh, after opening the door, as you expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is actually a nice change, but overall, this is a side grade. I have to say, even though, but it's not like it's a smaller game. I feel like I mean, like content-wise, length-wise, it's uh, just a bit smaller than XCOM 2, but. It still feels like a full game. It's the matter that oh, we call it a spin-off just to set expectations down. I feel it's sort of like pre-sequel then, because pre-sequel did try some new stuff for Borderlands as well. Like the we want to test all this stuff, but we don't want to make make this the cursed sequel. Yeah, you get what I mean. That's fair, mm-hmm. and given that that is so so a two K game, yeah, sure. Ah, uh, but, but, but <laughs> about that, uh, the problem with XCOM is that uh, with camera score is that this game is in twenty twenty, it still has like bugs, glitches, and very te- very much a lot of technical issues. Uh, from XCOM two and XCOM Enemy Unknown, this game is janky, like. Oh boy, I have people floating one tile up for some reason because mm, I mean there are some jank like like the the camera cutouts uh are angled a bit awkwardly, that's fine. But there are like real performance issues sometimes, which is I don't think it can fly if it is a full game. Like a full new sequel entry, so to speak. So mm. oh boy. 
Yeah, that's uh, oof. That's the thing, right? Like this kind of genre of game has a higher jank allowance, but the moment you can't play the game properly, then that's a problem. And, yeah, and that's where I can just squeak in some little bit because I have played another strategy tactics game apparently because that's what April is all about. Uh, I yeah. dabble with Gears Tactics. You know how was that? You know about Gears Tactics? Uh, Microsoft nope. puts a lot of polish on top of it. Like, like real polish. Like, the game runs fast, runs smoothly. I don't see any jank in the animations and camera cutouts, unlike XCOM. It looks okay. Beautiful, is it even, even a tactics game, then? It, it, I, it, I feel it. like the jank is part of the genre. No, man. <laughs> Gears Tactics push the genre forward. <laughs> Seriously, they, they are doing some crazy things. Like, uh, the way the combat works is different. Yeah, even though, yeah, you still have, like, like you need to go to cover, you need to put on Overwatch, and there is still, like, an RNG on how, on the shots you land. But the way it structures is bit is very different that if you are playing, like, an XCOM game, you are going to suck, like I did. I'm still readjusting some stuff, but I like the way... It, change, it doesn't really want to play in the XCOM field. They are doing it their way. But it's still a strategy tactics game. All of the mm. elements are there. But it feels different. It plays different. Like, apparently, the game has a loot system. You can pick up loot. Okay. 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 Sabah. Hold on. Sabah. <laughs> Don't get triggered yet. Uh, and the other thing is that the skill trees... It's like a literal web of a lot of perks and buffs that you can spread around. Like, XCOM has that, but it's very limited. Like, okay, you pick one or the other, or you don't pick at all. This one has, okay, you want to spec your character like this, 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 go ahead. There's a lot of stuff to play around. Like, the, But the thing is, is the, the problem with it right now is that it's a Gears game. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I have no investment with the franchise. I don't really like the gritty, humdum, drab landscape the game is all about. But I can respect that they have put, like, legit work on it. This is not just a cash-in. There, there are some cool ideas that I can see. They, other strategy they, didn't just, they didn't just buy the preset tactics game on Unity and then import all the Gears models in. Uh, 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 Unreal, apparently. <laughs> because because both both XCOM and Gears are running on Unreal. And guess what? Of course Gears runs better on Unreal. That was the, that was the showpiece franchise. <laughs> oh, was it? I wasn't aware of that. The Gears of War, the original one was the, the first one, I think, that brings Unreal 3.5. Oh, so it, it makes but a lot of they sense. They had a poster child. Ah, essentially. Poster child of Unreal Engine. <sighs> yeah, I God will man. try to put some time in it. It's a bit hard. I don't think I'm gonna put out a review, but I'm liking it so far. Like people who really want to say, "Oh, it's too boring, like XCOM," go check out Chris Tactics. It will be surprised. It will make you 
uh, it will open your mind a bit. Also, it's on Steam, by the way. It's not just on on Xbox or stuff like that. It's also on Xbox Game Pass, but it's also on Steam. I was gonna say, like, is it on Epic because it's, you say it's running on Unreal? Uh, uh, I don't think Microsoft is playing. Uh, is being buddy buddies with Epic for now. For now, we don't know. For now. But For now, are... when they see the number, then we'll, then we'll find out. We shall see. But yeah, that's that's my my bunker of strategy tactics so far. You can no, check wait, out the review. Hmm? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So make up, make sure to check out that review. Uh uh-uh. uh. For XCOM Camera Squad, I I liked it, but yeah, there there are some stuff that you might want to read more about it. Mike, I have one more strategy tactics game that you should totally play. Cause uh, it's called Warhammer Forty K. <laughs> <laughs> the graphics are so real; it's like photorealistic. Look, and you can customize. <laughs> Look, I'm already planning an Elder build. Okay, I look forward to it. Nah, the, the the moment that I discovered that Elder are so so high up on their ass that they are one of the most legi- the, the most uh, most technically advanced civilization that they are so advanced on the tech tree that they don't know what to do. So what they do, they they just being horny twenty four seven. So horny. Oh, that's dark that elder. That's they birth <laughs> yeah. a whole demon, a whole chaos god, and now they are the small. They are like like I mean they lost a whole bunch of their population. And now they are trying to rebuild their past, and like God damn it, you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's specifically the craft worlds are the one trying to rebuild their their race. The Dark Elder are still having their demon spawning orgy. But yeah, good good to know more more Elder to deal with. Hold on, I I closed our docket just now. That's <laughs> never be horny twenty four seven, guys. Just a bit, it's okay. Especially nah, during man, this time. <laughs> Especially nah, during this time. Man. Come on. Go, go for it. See how far you can go. Give yourself a rusty venture. Uh, I don't, I don't know where we're going from there. I got back into Monster Hunter. I caved. Ooh. I bought uh, Generations Ultimate on Switch. Is so, it? Uh, what, didn't you say... Remember you saying in the past few episodes that it's the worst edition? So why are you buying it again? Because I need my crack. <laughs> I need my... <laughs> you can't stop those people, man. They need their fix. Okay, to... it also doesn't help that I've been watching a lot of Konosuba, so I was just like, I kind of want that RPG life, you know? Like, oh, I'm going to go out on a quest now. I'm going to... So I was just like... I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get... Uh, I'll get Gen Ultimate. That was like sixty percent off as well, so that that helped a lot. Uh so first up, yeah, World is like a superior game, like vertical upgrade, superior game. Because the quality of life shit. Oh boy. Using throwing items in this game is a nightmare. 
because you cannot aim those items. It just throws whichever direction your character is facing. And then mm. uh, in Monster Hunter World, you have the slingshot that you go into an aiming reticle to throw stuff. And then, like, it seems like the hitbox for some of the items are weird. Like, you have flash bombs, right? For knocking flying enemies out of the sky. Mm. It, it works like a dream in Monster Hunter World. Not so much in Generations Ultimate. Where I have thrown it directly in front of several flying monsters and it never knocks them down. Uh, there's also automatic crafting in Monster Hunter World. Like, so to make a mega potion, you need a potion plus honey. You can set... Actually, no, it's set by default. But you can, you can set it so that the moment you have a potion and honey in your inventory, it will automatically mm. combine them for you. Yeah, yeah. That is not in Gen Ultimate. Oh, boy. Well... <laughs> oh, it's, it's and... less denting then. Oof. Yeah, that's why I said. Like, all the quality of life stuff they did for World is... Because uh, Gen Ultimate actually came out in Japan way before World. It was only then it got localized to English after World came out, which is why a lot of people are confused. And then, uh, what, was, what was the other? Yeah, so in in Monster Hunter World, you can access your big chest at camp, which is like where all your items are to restock. Gen Ultimate, now nah, you don't get that shit. What you only have what you take with you into the quest. So <laughs> dying is way more punishing in Gen Ultimate because now you lose your food buff. And you don't get any of the potions that you spent back. So it's like, you know, you get three you get three attempts in a hunt. Die the first time. Okay, I've gone from ten mega potions to like five. Now I have less health as well. Like less maximum health. And then you die again and you're like, well, I have two potions now. It's uh oh boy. It's rough. That being said, though, uh, Gen Ultimate does the really cool thing where they have the styles. That's the one thing that World doesn't have that I kind of wish it did. So the same weapon can have different movesets depending on your style. Hmm. There's like an uh, aerial style replaces your dodge with a vault. So you jump, and if your jump connects with something, then you will jump off of that. It's for mounting. It makes mounting like really, really easy. And if you're playing single player like I am, it is the recommended style to equip. Because mounting monsters gives you way more control over their moveset. You have to put up with less bullshit if you can mount a monster. There's also like a Bushido style, which is like a perfect evade base. And and also perfect guard if you're using a shield weapon. The striker style, which is like, it gives you more super moves. And valor style, which I don't quite understand what valor style does. But yeah, I think the idea of like subclasses essentially is really, really interesting for Monster Hunter. I kind of wish World would experiment with it. Also, some of those Hunter arts are fucking cool, man. The Gunlands has one where you fire your Gunlands to accelerate forwards, like in Ruby. 
Of course. And uh, the charge blade. <laughs> yeah. The charge blade has one where the, the charge blade turns into a giant beam saber. It's stupid, but I love it. <sighs> also, uh, another gripe is that uh, Advanced Hunter World and no, in Gen Ultimate. No, no, no. Let's rephrase this. In World, any quest can be a multiplayer quest. Mm-hmm. So you can you can sunbro in Monster Hunter World, where you can help people complete their story quests. You cannot do that in Gen Ultimate. In Gen Ultimate, there is a separate list of quests that can be done in multiplayer. So you have to be able to beat the game solo to actually unlock shit. So yeah, that's that's a lot of fun, huh? Monster Hunter. Uh, it's the thing is, despite all these gripes, it's still a really good game. Like I'm still getting like my Monster Hunter crack, crack fix. Uh, that's reassuring, I guess. <laughs> um. Building like armor sets in that game is also laughably obtuse. So you've played Monster Hunter World, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how the armor sets are like, okay, this armor gives evasion. And now you have one point in evasion, which gives you a slightly more invulnerability on your role. Mm-hmm. In Monster Hunter, in Gen Ultimate, that's not how that works. Your arms give you one in Gen Ultimate. Your arms will give you one point in evasion, and once you get ten points in evasion, then you get the evasion buff. Okay. <laughs> um... So you have to build your armor sets so that they all get the ten points. Oh. Ooh. And some skills, some skills have multiple tiers that require more points. So, like, earplugs, which is really important if you don't have a shield, uh, protects you from raw stuns. And depending on which monster's raw it is, you will need either 10 or 15 points of earplugs. Ooh, there's a lot of min-maxing things to do. Yeah, you have to commit to shit. That's why in Monster Hunter World, speed-eating is such a good, uh, good skill to have, because... It's so cheap. Like you just need to get three points of speed eating, and you and it's your god tier. Whereas here, you need ten points of speed eating, and to do that, you have to commit your whole set to it, to having speed eating. Hey, but yeah, man. Despite all the gripes, Gen Ultimate is still good. But I will probably jump back to Iceborne the moment I get my PS4 back. Yeah, good to know. Hey. Yeah. At least you are still still doing relatively fine over there. <laughs> relatively fine. Oh man, I I have a social social zoning story. So I ordered Dark Souls the board game the other day. Uh huh. 
and then I had to wait for my package to arrive, right? Because my building no longer accepts packages, so I have to be the one there. And so the whole thing was a lot of delivery people now, they do contactless delivery, mm-hmm. where they just drop it on the ground like an RPG item and you have to pick it up. <laughs> so the guy wasn't expecting me to be at the door. And so he's just like, he looks at me and then just puts it on the ground right in front of me and is like, okay, cool. I'm saying not really living that MMO life, man. Yeah, the so, NPC you know, is doing exactly what is being programmed to. Put it on the door. <laughs> yeah, it's like he drops and then he hands me the thing to sign and I'm just like, okay, cool. But yeah, that's that's me living in in isolation. I now have a big box of Dark Souls, the board game. So are you going to play with yourself? Or I'm going to bring some meats playing that? Yeah, I need I need to figure out how to sucker my friends to, into playing Dark Souls, the board game now. Meanwhile, I'm just painting the miniatures. I posted some to Twitter the other day. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, uh, Daniel, you, 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 did, so you did a race thing, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, racing cars. Vroom, vroom. Fighting off, fighting off like 20 of the malicious bears. For for uh, humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> okay, so what are you flexing actually? I'm a resident pro racer. Pro <laughs> racer. <laughs> Let's start from the top. What exactly okay. have you got yourself into? <laughs> okay, so, uh, for context, there is this uh, this uh competition, local competition run by our former F1 driver Alex Young. It's called, I think, mm-hmm. the e the e racing Southeast Asia. So they are racing uh, for this edition. They are racing F4 cars. So mm-hmm. I somehow got into qualifying the first round, and that was last week. That was I think last Sunday. So here I am, some idiot on a controller, while the other 20, 90 people are using you know wheels, like a professional driver. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, this is the first time I've been into a, an official, uh, you know, competition. Like, like, there's even like a driver briefing. So like, nine, 20 of us are inside this uh, Zoom call with Alex Young as the steward, going to like, going to like the corners. Okay, uh, you cannot cut the track. It is this, this. So very, very professional. Ooh, mm-hmm. boy. So, <laughs> sorry. No. No picking Simon or Richter. No. <laughs> nope. Yeah, bad characters. What else? <laughs> okay, so... No Fox, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, we get to qualify for the first race. There are two races. So, the first race, I qualified. Uh, not last, thankfully. Because there are also some, some guys who are slower. And... Mm-hmm. So, the first race... So... Uh, the track that we're racing is at Zandvoort, which is a very small race track in Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. as expected, if you start last, you will avoid uh, the thing where all sim racers hit, which is the turn one crash. Oh boy! Oh wait, <laughs> what was that? That one race track you showed me where 
like the first turn, literally uh, uh, all the cars knock them. Oh my god, it's Macau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is not that bad. So I from like I started it like in seventeen and got until fifteen until the end of the race. So that's nice. So the second race of the day was a reverse grid. So somehow I'm in I think six or seven. So in the top field, in front of me are two GT3 drivers. Uh, it's very like only like the Douglas, some Lenora Chin. Oh, she's yes, there. Uh, okay. So she's she was starting like I think behind me on eight, and Douglas Koo, the this guy, was setting at third. So we started the race. Again, calamities behind happened while the the top five just ran away. And somehow yeah. I, somehow well, I intimidated uh, Douglas Koo because he spun on one of the corners on lap one. Oh shit! Oh, and boy. then uh, I, I, my phone is dropped. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, the car just spun out. He spun off, so I'm somehow in the podium position. And I got mentioned by the commentators as well, which. Like, in Malaysia, so uh, nampaknya uh, Daniel Ashraf sedang merakit kedudukan ketiga, which is wow, like, which is for me, it's like wow, this uh, is an official race then. Okay, do you happen to ride in a green Samsung car? Yep, just okay. me. <laughs> yep, found it, found it. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, that's, yeah, but that's a, that's a stack grid, man. Yeah, that's fine. Well, it's a good thing I'm not racing with the top top. Like this, this is the M category. So, Oof, that what a what a flex on your opponents. Ah, <laughs> this at least wasn't anyone good. No, the... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, but like, they are really fast. Like the Singapore guys are really fast. So I finished like around fifth. So, which is not that bad. Still impressive that I managed to block off two GT three drivers with using only. Controller. Uh-huh. And, and best part is, um, since we have this, uh, like this chat group, right? So we were like, oh, great race, everyone. M. So we watched the pro edition, and everyone keeps crashing into each other for some reason. Uh, I'm not hmm. saying that uh, the pro drivers are bad, but. Mm, how come we can have a clean race in the Emir while the pros are just bumping each other? I imagine like if you are a actual driver, like when you do a virtual race, the urge to Pantarino is just so high. Like because you you don't have to worry about accidentally making some family like lose their dad. <laughs> Or make them bankrupt over just a, a tiny crash. Yeah, exactly. So you well, just be the, like, "No, man, I, I, I wanna, I wanna fucking flip this dude." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fun. Like it is an eye-opening experience because I have co- uh, this this professional of competition. Since uh-huh. I think last year, no, no, two years ago, when back in the Toyota Punya esports thing, it was very nice, quite refreshing. Hmm. But yeah, 
Ah, uh, did you did you get an autograph from Alex Young? Ah, uh, tara pala. I just got a Zoom screenshot. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, close enough. That's that's as close as we get in quarantine. <laughs> They, you have I'm different sure. cars you can select, right? Ah, uh, no, it's it's a a a spec series, which is just everyone's in the same car, just different deliveries. Ah, uh, because you could pick a different car, then that you'd be an Alt F four. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, okay, that's not the podcast. So okay, sure. Okay, we can we can see that. <laughs> What? The 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 there's another racing podcast with the same sort of uh, pun name going on, but it's not that. Uh, it's not that. <laughs> so we can see. Uh, oh, did did anyone in your race say the N word? No. Ah, oh, probably trash, a lot of the M word then. Oh, mangkuk ah, vintron. Ah, the other, the other, the other word. Hmm. The other word. It's offensive to dinnerware. That's that's our <laughs> hard K. <laughs> the hard M. The hard M K. Eh? No, it's uh, is it an O K or a U K? Uh. There's a difference. Depends. I think, I think <laughs> the Singapore guys said it. Singapore guys goes with the U, while the Malaysian guys go for the O. Mm. Regional differences in your swear. The regional words. difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of swear words, but still swearing. But you know, how, how about like jab or swear? Smack talk. Smack talk. The smack talk. You cannot take this corner, is it? Ah, uh, that's how. That's one of the chats I heard. Doing any jalan yuka? See, even in virtual reality, cross the cross the causeway is a battlefield. That's the thing, right? The Malaysian racial ability is like you have the intimidation buff. Oh my god. You can't. You cast the the debuff. Everyone has to do a nerve test when they're around you. But it's only casted you on Overwatch. You don't cast it everywhere. It's only a reaction shot. <laughs> If you are getting <laughs> attacked, then yeah, it yeah, triggers. So when you're trying to overtake them, and when they try to block you, they have to do a nerve test before they can <laughs> attempt to block. We were yeah. we're inventing a great game here, by the way. Like any dev wants to make these games that we suggest, go ahead. Just you know, credit Isn't us. Isn't a racing right? game with the intimidation penumbra? What game? Uh, that's racing game with skill check. Our racing evolution. Ah yes, my favorite yeah, game. Yeah, that game. That's a rich racer spin-off that is very weird to see in 2020 because. Oh boy, that's not how you gonna portray woman today. No, <laughs> God damn that game. Ah yes. <laughs> so, uh, you're telling me it's a very tasteful depiction of women in video games. No. Like, uh, in one way, it's very progressive for showing actually women in cars in racing games. But unfortunately, is a different. It it walks a different line. That does not go. That's like, not flight today. The, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on the bright side, the two protagonists are the champions of, or girls in, like top two always. 
on the other hand their their outfits are as skinny as i don't know um Dante doing a that as a waifu game but they didn't now that's cowardice <laughs> Oh wait, is is this the one the one that we were that we talked about streaming together? The dating sim slash yeah, racing. That's the one. Oh, yeah, that's yes. the one. <laughs> okay, I know, I know what we're talking about now. Oh, you have not seen the ads in in gaming magazines about that game. Oof, they really when, played it out. Real talk though, when we getting when we getting a dare alive racing spin off? When like, Ko, who's the owner of Skarang? Team Ninja. When Koitemo finally, Koitemo, they should make bubble car. When Koitemo finally funds, finally funds the driving, apa driving handling model for Unreal Four. I mean, I I totally played, I totally played their their live uh racing, make it like initial D. Oh my god, yes, you should make it like initial D because then as you go faster down the hill, the girls the girls all go kya more because they're scared. <laughs> Isn't that outrun? Isn't that basically outrun 2? Yeah! <laughs> Listen, no one plays Dead or Alive for originality. We play it for the quality of the perversion. That's quality degeneracy. Dead or Alive 6, that's their motto. Quality degeneracy. The fact that it's an okay fighting game is just a bonus. Real thing you're paying for is the, is the degeneracy. Speaking of degeneracy, yeah. I I watched Konosuba. I finally oh, yes. got around to it. The degenerate banya anime. That is such a good anime. Like holy shit. Like I finally understand why I don't like isekai anime. Yeah, Konosuba just based on all the tropes of isekai. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing, right? Like, the problem with isekai is that it takes things too seriously. Like the like, you know, it's supposed to be a power fantasy of like, oh man, you know, I'm I'm a loser in this world, but what if in my game world, I'm I'm okay? Whereas Konosuba <laughs> is just like, nah, man, guy's still an asshole. <laughs> nah, you're still a loser here as well. <laughs> still a loser here. Here, have a be surrounded by girls who you're not attracted to. <laughs> God, it is, and it's it's really well animated too. Like that, there is some goddamn sakuga in that anime. But the problem is because it's not like the. Super slow motion, detailed animation. That's why no one ever brings Konosuba up for like how well animated it is. I have what to call think... out. Hmm? What? What? Call out. I have to call out the animator for the opening sequences, though, for both season one and season two, as a huge like mark for Darkness, the Crusader. Because she is very heavily featured in both of the openings, I'm just like, okay, okay, like you know, you got got to wrap your best girl. Well, what were you saying just now? No, I was saying like, there's a reason why people call like what Konosuba the what's he call it um 
the it's always sun in Philadelphia version of anime. Yeah, exactly. It's all the characters are shit. Things I don't know if it really is always sunny here because like Kazuma deep down is still a nice person. Kazutrash, <laughs> Kazuma. Also, uh, I had this great discussion with my brother because he's been trying to get me to watch Konosuba for like a year, I think. And I was just like, yeah, I finally started Konosuba. And he's like, oh, thank God. And I was like, so the, uh, he goes, oh, have you reached the part with Wiz yet? And I, was, and I said, Wiz, you mean best girl? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Hell yeah, man. Lich Onesan is, oh, is, of course it was, that was going to be best girl. And uh, the the fucking demon dude from the second season, I I, I love him so much. Is it Vanya? Yeah, yeah, him. Oh, Vanya. He's a masked capitalist. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a kotatsu. I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> I'm gonna sell random Japanese shit because it's not been invented here yet. So yeah, Konosu was really good. I haven't watched the movie yet, but I've... I already watched it. Yeah, because I've been busy with work and stuff. But I finished season 1 and season 2 in like a week. And then I watched that super fan service OVA. The, the one with the choker. Mm-hmm. So... Uh... I don't know how far we can degrade this podcast by talking about that OVA, but it, it was really <laughs> My favorite comment on the OVA, though, as encapsulates everything I love about YouTube and anime culture, is someone goes, oh, this OVA clearly takes place after chat- volume 7 of the light novel, because in the OVA, uh, well, this Kazuma has already invented Yakisoba. <laughs> just out of context is the best line ever to read so yeah that's that's my that's my uh, brief anime mention is if you haven't watched Konosuba and you wanted the opinion of someone who hates isekais uh, go give go give it a watch it's really good also uh just side side shout out to uh, the Bakarina anime, which is also killing it right now. Anon, you you read uh, Bakarina, right? Uh, I've read the novels and like how many volumes already? And, yeah, because uh, I yeah. I read I read the manga as well. The anime is really good. But uh, it, it's called Bakarina, but uh, in Japan the anime is called uh, Hame Hamifura. Hame Sugafura. Yeah, yeah. The the official so short short name. is. Yeah, the official shorthand that they're using is Hamefura. It's Bakarina, just how you can tell if someone has been reading the manga or not. It's like, what do you call it? It's like, oh, Hamefura. It's like, oh, cool. I'm glad you just started the the anime. You're going to really love the plot. And when they're like, oh, it's yeah, I'm watching Bakarina. I'm like, so? So you read the manga then? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel, let me try and sell you on this on this anime, right? Mm. Girl gets reincarnated as the villain of a VN of an Ooh, otome, otome like, game. It's like the 
the Konosuba of uh, otome game genre Ooh. anime. Okay. <laughs> I I would call it that much. Like because she is not a terrible person. That's the whole thing. She doesn't want to get the bad end. Yeah. So she remembers the plot of the VN. So she tries to change the events of her life so that it doesn't get there. And in the process, she ends up becoming a harem black hole. <laughs> Where every single character falls in love with her. And she's completely oblivious to it. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, the, animation, the animation is not as good as Konosuba. But you know it's it's still pretty it's still pretty fucking good. That's that's a anime corner. Uh, I really want to play Sakura Wars. The more the more I hear about that game, the more I want to play it. Did you hear how much cash money went into that game? How much cash money? Well, they got a bunch of guest designers to design some of the characters, and it's like. They min max the shit out of the character designers they got in. There's a hot teacher character, and they got like the persona artist to design her. <laughs> they got Sega then, using all the assets. They got a cute mascot character. The Pokemon design, the lead designer of Pokemon designed the cute mascot character. They literally just went out and were just like, "You, you're the best at this thing. Design this thing." I'm half surprised that they didn't get the armored core guy to do the mechs. <laughs> But yeah, man, so Sakura was. It's apparently out now, right? It's yeah, it should be out now. Out now. Yep. Also in Asia. God. Yeah. Sadly, this one's not a tactics game, so we can't add that to mechs tactics file. Uh, technically, it can be. I'm it, not. Oh, objective. it can be played as a. It's, it can be played as a tactics game, is it? Because all the gameplay I've seen so far has been hack and slash. I assume so. Like I'm not. Because I know the the this. old. <laughs> I know the old game was uh the old games are tactics games, but I'm pretty sure this one they would decided to go full hack and slash on it. I don't care. I want. I just want to date the Russian girl. <laughs> like. Every pale-haired character in Sakura Wars is hot. This is an objective fact. Except the lolly. We don't talk about the lolly. Never. I keep forgetting she's a... <laughs> I think she's, she's not in the game, piece, though. Dude. She's she's only... I think she's only in the anime. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. <sighs> But yeah. That that has been the ever-grow-expanding anime vortex. Take the topic away from me before... And then what have you been doing? Uh, mm, uh, is there an owl with you right now? Is there an owl with you? <laughs> well, <laughs> for baseball bat, right? fortunately, I- I'm away from that owl. <laughs> <laughs> now you learn how to say help in Japanese. Let's get the bear! No! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, you've been, yeah. you've been learning Japanese in quarantine? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been learning Japanese for the past three, four months, but because of the quarantine, quarantine, okay, yeah. I'm like, eh, I, I better just, just 
turn up the intensity of my study. So the past two weeks, I've been uh, using my own methods, of course, all the apps, all the resources. I've been sort of <laughs> having sh- short bursts of studying every hour. That's that's cool. I, with when with the exception of own, sleeping time. Using using my own methods, I imagine you like with this stack of Naruto DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it's good to to learn new things in quarantine. This is the wholesome side of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been it's it's quite it's quite challenging. Uh, the writing system, especially the yeah. kanji. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I'm focusing on the kanji right now because let's Ooh. say one character, you can have like uh from one up to like twenty different readings. Up to yeah. Two. Okay. Uh, let's say for example, I think there there one character. Okay the Shita character or below meaning below I think it, it has at least 15 different readings different different way to read <laughs> and what the yeah, that's that's why like the Japanese like the Japanese love puns so much because of that because yeah. of all those different readings I, I do have to say the Japanese is, is an interesting thing to read like in a hurry because of how because you can tell what the context of something is by what kanji are being used. So it's, even it's though an, if you even though if you listen this, uh, what, if you just listen and like, eh, what does it mean? Because like one read, uh, let's say, say show, it can have like two hundred different characters can mean show, but when you read, uh, then you can understand. Yeah, because uh, it's no it's no secret that I started learning Japanese just to read more manga, exactly. Just to not to not be bound by the by scanlations. the need, yeah, by the need for scanlations. So like the the ability to like infer context based on what kanji are present is a really useful skill to have. That's so my my current mm-hmm. objective is for comprehension in reading and listening. I don't see myself speaking anytime soon. So I'm focusing on the reading and listening side. Okay, mm. GM trip to Japan, John. We'll, we'll, <laughs> put the, we'll have our face put the bill. Thank <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, game show. Uh, you're, not, you're not doing the things again. How do you know how you're going to do the what's called the Nihongo Jozuru meme now? Oh, yeah. That, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> that is the the in joke among japanese learners if, if uh, the japanese say oh you're so jozu you're so skillful means you're you're shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> if uh if they really compliment your japanese they'll say how long have you been learning or how long have you been living in Japan? Did you go to Japan? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they ask. God, when I did go to Japan, like my, I made like a promise that I don't want to go back to Japan until I can actually like fluently speak or understand it because it's being a tourist is so embarrassing. 
when you you're at oh, the man. cafe, you're at the cafe and you have to like talk to the the like you you speak in English and then they have to like run to the back and get the one person who speaks English sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is, yeah, this is if you're not in a if you're not in a tourist area, I should I should explain. If you're not in a super touristy area, then you will run into this problem. Exactly. Of like, like they bring out the what, dishwasher. Yeah, the the, the one you have a person. problem is that ego. Sanata, you have a problem. It's it's a it's a it's an English guy. Go speak. You know English, right? And then like I just <laughs> like. No, I don't. I just know like what what this is. It's it's so embarrassing. I was, I was at the cafe with my with my family, and I was the entire time I'm just like, "Good God!" Next time I'm learning Japanese. <laughs> I mean, yeah, on, on a bit of positive, uh, a lot of uh, Japanese use English word for their nouns, <laughs> of the loan word. So yeah. you don't have to remember everything. Like you can go, oh, uh, coffee or you know, store. You, you can use a lot of English nouns as compared yeah. to using the native words. I mean, it's the same thing with Malay. We we start like sort this... of yeah. Okay, like it's this... called code switching. Like yeah, mix English Malay English. Okay, I, I have a, a bit of a rant actually uh, regarding uh, this code switching in Malay English. Mm-hmm. I'm okay, okay yeah, let's if, go for it. If, I'm okay if uh, you want to mix English Malay. As, uh, mm-hmm. If I, you... I sense a butt uh, coming. How do I say this? <laughs> if, it, if the word is uh, hard to find in Malay, especially domain-specific, let's say engineering or in mm-hmm. IT, then you can use the, the nouns, the, the nouns uh, and the verbs. That, uh, in English, but for like daily conversation, I, I'm, I, I feel really triggered when people unnecessarily use English words, especially uh words if, kalau. Let's say okay, uh, untuk buat ni if korang nak, eh, I'm like, what the oh, hell, man? Okay, that, that triggers that, that me sense, so that, much. It, it sends a different message. I get you. I get you. Yeah, it totally. <laughs> And I'm like. <laughs> Yo, you know, well, you can just use kalau. Kalau. Well, it, yeah, if it's like really code switching, like a key point of code switching is that it's usually involuntary. Yeah. Especially uh, like terms and nouns that hard to find the native language, then I'm okay with it. Like that kind of code switching is fine. But if you use the, the common stop words, kalau, ya, tidak, or whatever, like the The neutral words, something that I don't know the linguistic meaning, but there, there there's a limit to mixing around language, at least for me lah. Okay, but hmm. I, I I on that side I'll I'm more tolerable if I know that do that that said person has a history of talking like that for quite a long time. Like there are some people who just could switch like that, which makes sense, I guess. So I can go with it. But some people who use it like to send a message or 
เออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออ
But based on everyone else's reactions, like, oof, that's a that's a big yikes. <laughs> the big yikes moment there. Mm-hmm. To the point that like, it was before this, it was delayed indefinitely. Now su- suddenly it has a release date again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best bit. They were just like, oh, I mean, probably we we are not making that connection, but there is something up there. <laughs> we're not saying it, but maybe. And then Ghost of Tsushima got dragged into this as well. Ah, uh, that's that's <laughs> the problem. Ah, like a game that we wait, like we're legitimately waiting, and that they're like, no, one more month. That that rubbed me the wrong way. That really rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, it it was it was we do hear the murmurs uh, surrounding Ghost of Tsushima getting the delay. I mean, it's fair, but in these circumstances, it feels like oh, we're getting robbed. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, La- Last of Us is just like the the weirdest thing is the double down, right? Like they were like, "Okay, you guys know the plot and don't like it, so here it is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I've seen the stuff. I won't say I won't say like uh generally, but uh, it's bad. It's like. If there is a chance that I'm going to review this scan, I am going to go all out on the story. I'm just going to say the story is just bad. Because that's how bad it is. Hope you like misery because that's, it's uh, double servings this time. But that's this is a real game. This isn't a baby anime. Real. It's serious. It has to be... I want you to go to the Gamer Matters archive. I wrote an article like years ago about this. About exactly this. About how The Last of Us is just a giant downer that jerks itself off over being... Over being... uh, Was just super serious as an excuse to be pointlessly violent. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys remember that... that I think it was Paris Game Week? They showed that trailer, and it was the weirdest thing. Oh, I don't like oh, that yeah. trailer. Oh, I yeah. Yeah, I don't like that trailer as well. It's more that, like, I know, like, I think it's common knowledge that The Last of Us really goes into the violence aspect, but I always thought of it as, like, uh, a simple reason to just to justify a gameplay, to have gameplay in that game, and have it tied a bit into the story for me. But now... The whole series is all about that, and that's where I checked out. <laughs> it's like The Walking Dead. It's the, walk- uh, the Walking Dead. I have never heard anything good about the plot of Walking Dead. It's literally just guess who died this week. It's getting there. Yeah. The the fact is the that, black guy dies first. Uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, remember the t- the time the time and place where The Last of Us was released. This is where like The Walking Dead is at its height. 2012 was Telltale's game. 2013 was The Last of Us. But what I find mm-hmm. like refreshing is that The Last of Us uh, approaches the zombie apocalypse in a different angle, but just a bit different angle because it humanizes some characters. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't lean toward uh, toward having... Torture uh, porn. Yeah, not, not torture porn, but 
the gameplay is definitely has a lot of violent undertone, understandably, because video games. So that's why I discard that. But now... Um, full, really? full blown violence. Because <laughs> that's... It's that's not, the thing, right? Like, it's not we, even as violence. It's not even yeah, violence. It's, like, it's not Doom Eternal violence. Uh, it's it's just doom. boring violence. <laughs> Uh, that's that's what I was getting as like uh, we're not we're not suddenly like clutching our pearls here because it is on the record that this podcast loves Doom Eternal. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So, like violent games can be there if people do love those gratuitous stuff. I have no objections objections just as those people who likes snake ladies. We have made that clear. I have no problems, mm. but there is a line. It always has a line. It's again like it's not so much that I object to the vibe. It's just that like you know, I just don't think it's very good. <laughs> like I'm not saying like we should not have wide video games. Oh yeah, made this game. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly it. It's like we're, we're not saying that you should not be allowed to have a violence in your video games. It's literally just like why are you doing this? Is is it purely because that's you just need to have the reaction, then I think your writers suck. <laughs> they just want the shock value. Yeah, yeah the exactly. shock value nowadays. Like, I think I remember, like, one of the ETB demos, kind of like, oh, a girl's getting about to be beaten up and she's about to be hanged. Oh, you have to see. Yeah, that's, that's the trailer. That's the trailer I was talking about. Oh, the, yeah, that's the trailer, yeah. That was the Not last there, right? trailer for that award show. And I was just like, that is such a weird note to end on. God damn. Like, yeah. there was nothing to, like, to be a chaser for that. Whenever the Akira Kurosawa simulated and suffering type. Oh, no. Akira Kurosawa Simulator, that would be... That'd be interesting. Uh, I don't know what else to add, because I, I I believe we have made this clear that this in this house, we are not standing the last of us. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, I've always found last of us a bit pretentious. It is pretentious. Okay, that... The first hour... Oh, it's, it's already pretentious. <laughs> okay, this is why I lose you guys. <laughs> I don't mind the first game, but I don't think nothing can topple the first game. That they have reached the peak. Yeah, yeah. The the, the they first can do game it again. was ah uh, like like from what I've read, they have just retread the story. Like everything that basically uh, the protagonist done, like what Joe's done, just kick it to the side. Burning on fire. Yeah. Shut up the idea. They have run out of ideas. Again, they should have made. They should have not made a sequel. This is not the series to the IP to keep on going with. They Sony has two zombie games, and both of them not not not, not all of the people like it. Not all people are enjoying it. Do you remember this gone? Yeah, I mean, I like it, but not the same reasons because of the Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, you you like it because you got to check for it, right? No, I like it because of the. God damn it! 
<laughs> you say that. You say that. When after after that review came out, we totally got ghosted. <laughs> Uh, so you weren't supposed to like the game <laughs> look I got cash money to see that this game does not suck and what happened we don't get any more come on move <laughs> that this is, I don't know where to go with this bit uh... that's I love that they're just like okay no you like that way too much we can't trust your taste <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I guess that's that's the main thing about uh about the thing I don't want to get into the the rumors about like about the leaker because yeah. they are largely unsubstantiated and I feel that would be irresponsible of this podcast but the one thing we do know is that it is a pissed off person. And the thing, the other thing that we do know is that there are a lot of reasons to be pissed off at Naughty Dog. Ah, speaking of that, now, now it all makes sense that Microsoft opens a new, uh, a new studio right at the doorstep of Naughty Dog. They have their new AAA. Us. Uh, studio oh. that the the one that for some reason says that they are going to make a quadruple A game without remorse. God damn it! You guys are stupid for saying that. But still, they open like the doors the, on. Isn't there former directors there like catching something in? A lot of Naughty Dog people are migrating there. Nah. I like to imagine it's not actually a studio. It's just a van with the back open. So it's just like when you want to quit Naughty Dog, you just get in the van. <laughs> We'll drive. We'll drive you to our offices at C. Join in. You look great. Get in. Free game dev job. Mm. You look okay. It's okay. You tired of Naughty Dog yet? Cool. Nah, get on. It's literally a white van. It's like a shady person. It's like, hey, wanna work? No, Naughty Dog. <laughs> What event with an Xbox and a logo in front of you the quit Naughty Dog? door? Yeah, it's a 360 van, that's the thing. It's yeah, it's a 360 van, <laughs> Xbox 360 van, yeah, just to go here. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, at 9am sharp, I stay at this fucking there. Just like those Pascolas. Then when, when it runs out of petrol, it red rings. <laughs> so, guess we're moving to the news. Alright. <laughs> It's the news. Uh, so the most important news, hot off the presses. We just got this news like yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Assassin's Creed. Oh, you're not joking. Yeah. I thought it was a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I should have started. I should have used that bit to talk about my whole arm, shouldn't I? But it's okay. Let's, we'll we'll talk about Assassin's Creed. Uh, I didn't watch the trailer, so you guys need to... I forgot Assassin's Creed existed, okay. honestly. Yeah. I'm just gonna see the TLDR. We are now mm-hmm. Vikings. Yay. I, I, seen I, mean, I, I think we already have this, like, prediction discussion before. Yeah, I did. Like, last five episodes, in back in January, like, we were saying 
there will be a new Assassin's Creed, so it's either Vikings or our our pick, which is the Malay <laughs> Malay Empire. But tak no, dapat lagi. Yet. The dream team's <laughs> on. Uh... I mean, but you find the British in this one. Yes. Yeah, so almost there. Like so you know, like how you fight the te- you fight the Templars in a AC one two and three. Oh, yeah, just AC one and two. You fight the same like the actual Knights Templar, right? So same thing. Yep. First is the Vikings, then the then the Ketuanan Layu. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Lokafi Templar. Lokafi Templar. That's good. That's good. We must eradicate the Kafir Templar. Oh my god! I can't wait for this to this podcast to blow up in all the wrong crowds. Oh, so apparently. JWW Verge is a Templar agent. Oh, oh that would be a good side quest. Sikito is an assassin agent. Sikito is the guy that betrayed us. He, he's the Templar agent. He's the Templar, right? Grandmaster assassin Tok Janggut. Oh yeah, Tok Janggut is a master. Grandmaster. He's literally and, a Mualim. And... Yeah, and the Sultan of uh, Sultan Perak during the JWW verse is the Mu'alim of the <laughs> Perak chapter. <laughs> Pasir Salak chapter. <laughs> oh, Assassins of Pasir Salak would be so good. I think this tells you how much we actually care about Assassin's Creed. Again, until they reach the Holy Land of Malaya. And someone is We will have this task. Anyway, so details about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, since we didn't name drop it yet. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Vikings. obviously it was going to be called Valhalla. Mm, I thought it was Valhalla. right, but Valhalla makes more sense. Uh, Vikings raiding uh, Dark Age England. Uh, you play as Eivor, which can be a man or a woman. Oh, uh-huh. yes. Okay. They, they only show the Burnley man, but yes, you can still play as a woman. They they cannot back down on that. Uh, the combat system has been changed a bit. Uh, they said that some RPG elements are there. No leveling system, but a power oh, system. Uh, what else? Uh, improved combat system. You have to get your light level settlement. up. Yeah, yeah. They they literally just going there. Yeah, light level. Don't care about no normal ESP. Just light level. Gear up, baby. Uh, settlement. You can create settlement, and you can have a tattoo parlor on there. So that's the things that we know so far, and next week they are going to show proper gameplay, running on Ooh. Xbox Series X. Oh yeah, the first next gen, the yeah, this is the first next gen game lah. For Ubisoft. For Ubisoft, yes. For what's the first next gen game yang keluar, yang already now? Is it WRC five? Uh, okay, WRC nine salah. The third party. Uh, WRC 9 also count there. But now, uh, Xbox 9. has announced uh, Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. That's the first yeah. one. That, uh, PS5? Was PS5 that, that weird game? God, Godfall. That, uh, Godfall, yeah. Hmm. That weird-ass... Bo- I don't know, Borderlands. Okay, Borderlands. Yeah, Borderlands creator. 
publishing. They are just publishing. Yeah, publishing. But still, it has a, it is a action slasher, shoot looter slasher. Never mind about that. Sa- that's that's no, Assassin's no. Creed. <laughs> <laughs> that's Assassin's Creed. Hmm. I if you look I'm at the convinced. list. Yeah? The, the only thing, the only reason we like we still use the name Assassin's Creed is because it has the rep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it's origins. <laughs> origins could have been another series, and I don't care. And I mean, it yeah. will still be a good series. I mean, some people. I think are... in ten years we're gonna get a first-person Assassin's Creed or a turn-based Assassin's Creed. In an alternate timeline, Assassin's Creed would be a hitman competitor. That would be my dream. But we are now getting an action RPG, so fine. Some people like it. Enough people like it. Uh, you know, Assassin's Soul like is coming. Souls like is coming soon. Soon. Uh... <laughs> How many uh... students are working on this again? 15 Around the yeah. world Including Ubisoft Singapore And Ubisoft Philippines Again Malaya is there Please we will play it Can Do, do you think that what the podcast Was the most usage of the word Ketuanan Melayu I think so. <laughs> Until a very, a very specific, very specific Unless... that covers that certain <laughs> angle appears, then yeah, we are in the lead. Hopefully for longer. I don't want, I don't want people covering that. Anyway. One... Okay. Yeah, no, my, my point was, yeah, we just, we, we will cover that game to hell and back if you, if you make if you make uh, Assassin's Creed Malaya. Come on. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Pusaka. If they, if, yeah. <laughs> if they do, what would be the name, yeah? Mm. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Pusaka. That's... I Boy. feel that's uh, pretentious enough a name. Uh, We all... <sighs> Going through the news. Uh, okay, we already covered The Last of Us. Star Citizen gets jail. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chris, Chris Chris Robert, Robert. Yeah, I don't know. 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 I don't <laughs> they come to us, baby. <laughs> they need, they need the press, please. We need Some? the press. Hey, hey. Tell them, tell them they have a backer here too. I've been waiting for <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> See, we got the right, right people. Ah, so yeah, Star Season R for three point nine oh, added a feature where you literally go to jail if you are get caught by a bounty hunter for doing crime so much. You will go to jail and not just a busted screen and then zoom. Okay, you will let go. No, you have to do your time in jail. You have to do labor work. Or, if you don't want to do that, find a way to get out of jail. Prison break. Good luck. Good luck, fight. This is not Warzone. I'm glad that the space capitalist game has a prison industrial complex. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Goddamn. Oh. <laughs> Chris Roberts, please release the game. <laughs> I mean... Okay. I, I have a bit of a complaint. Based from what I've read, what, what the rumors, everything, they should have completed the game, actually. They should have at, at least have a, several gameplay loops. Let's say exploring, trading, whatever. They could have just released like an early state instead of the, the way we have it now, the alpha now. Yeah, it's alpha weird. something, something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you know it seems like they're, they're still in proof of concept phase. Yeah. So, so, do, do you know the reason? Why? Because Chris Robert is a micromanager piece of shit. Ooh, fucking call out. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, he did pay seen... for the product, so... Yeah, yeah. So he's right. <laughs> because from the way I see it, he... I mean, he already like have his name in, in several games before, like Freelancer or whatever. For this time, he wants it to be the eye candy of the A-lister everything space game. So he focused mm-hmm. too much on the on the on the small details. Uh, there's a part, articles uh, before before this saying that an engineer, as someone or department, spent like eight months uh, perfecting the way ship entering the atmosphere and the air movement. Eight months only on that. I'm like, holy oh, shit, you guys are focusing on the wrong thing. So, okay, you, you with, with your budget, you can achieve 80% of your of your objective in terms of the gameplay or in terms of the visual. But you already burned 80% of your cash on the last 20% of the unneeded. So that's why they are they're still in the, in the alpha. They're wasting money, they're wasting time. This reminds me of the whole the uh, Red Dead debacle with the horse testicles. <laughs> That's why. I was like, okay, d- did you need this? No? Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, you, okay you, you, you guys have shape, okay, new shape and whatever. But, yeah, j- j- just, just make it that way, okay? Like, that amount of detail. That's all. Okay, you can improve it. Make the game finish. Learn from Warframe. You can be shit at first if your game yeah. is good. <laughs> Doesn't have to be like oh the best in the world. No, it can be just good and then improve later. Do it like Elite Dangerous. I, I okay. My conjecture is that Elite Dangerous will have space legs before start citizen launch. You can walk in Elite Dangerous. Before you can walk, all the universe is started today. That's very likely. So it's a good thing so, we have two contacts for both games. <laughs> anyway, what? move on. Oh. A moment of silence for our friends at Battlefield and Battlefront. They have, uh, they have joined the list of many people who have died this year. Not it's not it's... the people, the games. <laughs> oh boy! So uh, I I didn't like I didn't even know Battlefield Five was out. Look, <laughs> Soldier Shooty Man, 
is a boring genre. I said it. And yeah, yeah, I guess. I apparently the support for Battlefront Two was really good though. It so was I'm surprised. Like five. I'm surprised. Yeah. So did did they release a Rise of Skywalker update and now everyone hates it? <laughs> they did. <laughs> I think like the last DLC for Battlefront was um what's it called? The one that's uh with the Cold War series, which is ending as well. So uh, read Battlefront as well. Mm-hmm. I just hate that you can be BB-8 in that game. <laughs> Remember when they said that they were afraid of breaking canon? Here's BB-8, guys. His abilities are by me. And... <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I guess that means we can expect Battlefront 3 to be announced soon. Because you know, you know they're not done milking Star Wars. You know. Unless their Star mm. Wars deal ends. <laughs> Do we still have Star Wars fans now? Oh yeah, Star Wars it's, fans it's, it's are more came. powerful than ever. Like, hating Star Wars is... Like, hating Star Wars has been the norm since Star Wars. Since, like, the prequels, man. That's... If we survived episode 2, we're gonna survive way more than that. (laughs) This... It's just... I don't know, like, where could Star Wars go from here? Because apparently, Jedi Fallen Order was, like... Did it it do well? Yeah, it did well. Yeah, Yeah, people crazy. It's not the best. It, it's it's good. It's okay. No complaints there. Yeah. So we'll probably get Battlefront Three, and it'll have all the same DLC released over the same time period. It's literally just Battlefront Two, but again. So, but but the main question is, uh, alongside the Battlefield franchise, will they still release that kind of formula again, like the the two sided multiplayer? DLC release. Whatever. Oh, definitely. It just works too well. And because Star Wars is like, its identity is in the whole pick the light side or the dark side. (laughs) So, you know, you're never going to have a Star Wars game, like a mass appeal Star Wars game without without that dynamic to it. Because then you have all those annoying fucking gross people who have I'm a, I, I'm a dark side guy. You know, I believe in this. I'm so okay, shut up. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, Star Wars is one of those things where like I swear I like Star Wars but I fucking hate Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, uh, this isn't on the news docket, but I just thought I'd bring it up. Uh, Daniel, did you have you checked out Maho Arms yet? I have. It is looks it magic really arm? interesting. Hmm? What? 
Oh, yes. Oh, Everything is Japanese. Maho arms, magic arms. Maho mm. arms. <laughs> Maho yes. arms. It's a... Uh, it's a magical girl hack and slash slash dating sim. Of course. That combat looks good, man. It looks like it wants to be near Automata, but with a DMC style rank. And you know what? That's two game, two very good games to be inspired by. Also, if you're in Malaysia, please buy it because apparently the regional pricing is like fucked compared comparing UK to to Malaysian pricing. They say it was like forty five ringgit, right? Yep. Yeah, it's 45 ringgit in Malaysia. It's 20 pounds here, which is like 100. <laughs> yep. And that's pretty much... That's pretty much the news. Uh, what are we doing now? Because we've got a thumbnail. It'd be a sin if we have no snake ladies on that thumbnail. Yes. Of course. And... uh. Mac, any anything oh, else? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Mac. Instead of uh putting the name Thor, just put uh Newton meter there. Or pound feet. Come come again. Yeah, instead of the the name Thor, uh huh, put Newton meter or pound feet. Oh my god, that's that's a, <laughs> that's a deep pull, but sure. <laughs> Newton meter. Just put NM. <laughs> Yes, for a joke. Uh, I thought the joke would be changing talk to Kana. Toku. Kan- mm. Oh, Kana. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's an idea. That's an idea. Toku. Uh, what Xbox else will... 360, Van. Can... Yeah, do we have... Put duo. Do we have... Oh, yeah. Duo, <laughs> Put him there. I was gonna say, like, the do we have a brooding photo of the Viking Assassin's Creed yet? Of course we have. Okay, we always sad have. Viking dude next to Hangtua. Oh my god, the Hangtua <laughs> meme. <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> I, want, I want us to be the podcast with the most mentions of Hangtua. <laughs> The next time we do a panel, can can we just have that as part in like in the description? The number one podcast for mentioning Hangtua. <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything else you want to add to the thumbnail? That should be good mm. to go. So. Yeah. yeah, and lastly, lastly, uh, social links. You Ooh. can follow me on Twitter at Wamerol, uh, patreon.com slash Wamerol. Uh, that article I said that would be up last episode, it's not up yet. Should be up this week though. <laughs> Big listen, man, listen, man, university is fucking killing me right now. Got no time to do to do a lot of shit. Uh, yeah, that's that's me, uh, Daniel. Uh, you can follow me at i l r t underscore flaky. 
I don't know what I'm doing because as well university was follow his me. follow his racing career, his meteoric rise. Is Alex Young gonna be your all might? Are you gonna eat a lock of Alex Young? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but okay, yeah. But you know, race race cars is all. Vroom vroom vroom. And then. Mm, I'm everywhere, nowhere. Mm. Mac? You can find me. Uh, so, for, please don't cut me off. I need to plug some stuff. <laughs> you can find me at Avirul Macronos Ashraf, M E C K R O N O S. There has been a review of SCOM Camera Squad. And also, I was on a panel for a Final Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast. Yeah, with Kakuchopre, and you can find the link to Dubli at the Dubli Do, I guess. We'll put it there somewhere if you want to look. It's spoilerific. If you want, if you need a warning, it's there. And there's been a lot of informative podcasts. Go enjoy, enjoy your soon-to-be quarantine freedom, and uh, happy Fourth guys. We in? We done? Do we, do we yeah. pass the field goal? Yes! It's good! <laughs> hey.